0: Into sports. 20 yards out, urge to shoot, don't oh. shoot! Oh my God, for Fabinio! Wow! And get into the all new OTV Sports app. I think when he apologizes to me, I probably will say hello to him, yeah, no. Videos. Sports news, live scores, interviews. If AbraGas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what would he do? get a slap. Plus, exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The OTB Podcast Network. You know, it's, it's a dream come true. It's, you know, it's, as a kid... You know, always dreamed about you know being a Masters champion.
1: It's Sorry. okay. <laughs> it's hard to talk. You've earned this right.
0: But you know, it's you know it's just incredible. Obviously, as you can tell. Sorry. Yeah, no, don't me...
1: apologize. There's, I, I think, the overwhelming message when I talk to your team, it's that you care so much and you work so hard it's just that not a lot of us get to see it could you give us just a peek behind the curtain as to why all of this emotion is there because i know it's it's because of how hard you work
0: i've never had this much trouble gathering myself (laughs)
1: it's okay Um,
0: (laughs) on the golf course i'm pretty good at it out here i'm not um yeah i do i put in a lot of hard work i've got a great team who Jesus. I, I, I can't even
1: talk. You know, but Bubba Watson has shown us that tears are absolutely allowed here at Augusta National. Dustin, take this one in. Congratulations. Yeah, there we are. Dustin Johnson, Masters champion. Gary Murphy is with us to reflect on the 2020 Masters. Well, with Dustin there, Gary, still waters run deep. I think we've followed him for well over a decade now. He never struck me as that type of an emotional character. Obviously, he's a human being. He's going to feel human emotions, but uh, that was a brand new side to Dustin that we've never even come close to seeing before.
0: It was Joe. Um probably the kind of side that you were hoping was in there deep down. And I guess just the you know, the fact it was the masters He's a Southern Carolina boy, just the next state. Um and you you know, you ask these questions or hear these stories the whole time about putt to win, you know, the open or whatever it might be. And I, I just think it it just all came on top from then and um and it was wonderful to see, but I think you gotta give him a lot of credit because that that emotion was inside him when he was out trying to win the thing and, and he didn't let any of that affect him. So it was it was great to see and you know at the tail end of a phenomenal performance
1: and it was phenomenal wasn't it he's had his fair share of mishaps he's had his fair share of miss, uh, near misses he has been 54 hole leader on four previous occasions and was 0 for 4. Uh, lots of people would have told you in advance of this tournament i probably was one of them that there was now a big mistrust over dj under pressure at majors and he came out world number one was wire to wire so you said phenomenal performance it was that
0: it was. I, I was astonished really at the US PGA with the with a lot of the commentary saying that they were you know kind of waiting for DJ to mess up. He, you know, I, I don't think he gets enough credit. If you know, there's there's a lot of hype around Rory and, and deservedly so, and and Brooks Koepka and deservedly so. But you know, he's won way more than than those tournament tournament wise on the PGA Tour. Um, and I think he, you know, it's as you can see by I'm crying like a, like a a three-year-old afterwards, it's not easy to win these things. He has had his chances. That doesn't mean he can get over the line. But like I said in my column last week, I, I really fancied him big time to win. Um, And I think he might get that Mickelson bounce, you know, because Mickelson tried for so many years to try to get across the major line. And then they came, you know, pretty thick and fast. And I think you might see the, the same from Johnson. He's only 36 um, he's got at least you would have to think another four years, you know, at the top end of that. Will that translate into a major year, which in reality is a phenomenal return? Um, I think it possibly might. He just seems, you know, he, he got off to a shaky start. There's no, and and that was always going to happen because you can't you can't be flawless for four days in a major championship. But the you know the bunker shot on two, you know, after sticking it in in the ground. Um, his tee shot on six, and that was a huge swing there. Really, he he made the two, and him made bogey. But uh, he then he then played a really mature back back nine, and and just did everything he had to do. He was he was just bulletproof the whole way, and I was delighted to see it. early because I I think he's an incredible talent, and more often than not, we never really see incredible talents maximise their potential and. And I think that was him maximising his potential on Sunday.
1: He was talented from day one and has won on tour basically every year he's ever been on tour. But there were deficiencies in his game or in his approach to the game. For instance, when he really kicked on a notch maybe four or five years ago in advance of winning the US Open, I always remember the press conference where he was asked about the massive improvement in his wedge play. You know, what have you done, Dustin? What's the magic sauce here? And he said, well, I started practising them. And I thought, okay. That doesn't bode brilliantly. And equally, his dedication to the sport was questionable. You know, he seemed to enjoy himself, have a good time. Discipline wasn't brilliant. You know, there were a couple of off the course, maybe misdemeanors, all of this stuff was floating around there. Um, And then on course sometimes his strategy. You look at the way when he would a mud ball on 13 on Sunday, the discipline to not take that on and to lay up and not give anybody a, a peek. All of these little parts of the puzzle have slowly but surely come together, allied to the talent that was always there. And now we've got someone who looks very complete.
0: He does look very complete. I think that the big difference with 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 Dustin Johnson is always going to be the little difference. You know, he had he had big issues off the course. Um, he met his current fiance. I wouldn't say current. That's a bit harsh to say. But he met his fiance Pauline in what twenty thirteen, and I I personally believe the influence of her father Wayne Gretzky who. For people that don't, that don't know, was you know the Tiger Woods of ice hockey in his in his time, and mm. um, so he's got greatness there to to bounce off and try learn learn from, and and the big thing with all these great great sports people, no matter what discipline that, that they're in, you know they they have to work everybody else. It doesn't matter how much talent you have, um, and I think that's something that's probably lost with some of our up and coming players. That you know how hard are these guys working how much do they really want it um johnson realized probably through messing around he was a little bit of a party animal um but then you got you, you got to try understand that thing too he's as you said earlier he's a human being he's a young kid didn't really come from a huge amount and all of a sudden he's a multimillionaire and probably thought life was easy and i can get away with things a little bit and Maybe then the Gretzky influence of, listen, kid, you got a chance to be the greatest here and it's not going to come easy. You're going to have to transform your life off the course to benefit your life on the course. And I think he's obviously listened, um, identified a weakness in his game and, and made it probably one of the better parts of his game. Driving the ball, Joe has always been easy for him. It's something he doesn't really have to think about. It's, um, it's just built into his game. Uh, and with modern technology, you know it's it's difficult for him to drive the ball poorly. Um, but the big difference was, could he could he turn that advantage with his driver into an advantage with his wedge play? And he undoubtedly has.
1: He sure has. So not to overstate things on on Rory McIlroy's part, because he would have had to shoot a very impressive 66 on the first day to tie Johnson. Um, yeah. So that was still, you know, it's still an ask, but a, a 66 on the first day allied to his 66, 67 and 69 on the Sunday would have tied him with DJ. So it's a, it's, it's a fifth place finish from McElroy. Again on the CV it looks like real, you know, brilliant consistency and he'll he'll turn around in, in, in a few years time and justify it and say look at all these you know top five finishes but uh, the reality once again you would have to say Gary is that it's a backdoor top five he was never really in contention once again from far too early in a major tournament what's going on here
0: he's obviously got an issue on on first rounders there's no denying that I think he's what 20 odd over par for his first rounders and you know, mild 60-odd under par for the rest of his performances in the majors in, in recent years. Um, I, I, I was surprised at him with the first round. I, I thought Paul Rush should have been, which it was really a huge learning curve for him, but he went out. I I don't know this for a fact because I haven't spoken to him, but I personally think he just went out and tried to be perfect um, on on Thursday and tried to do the right things and make the right swings rather than just trying to be Rory. And that's, does that deep, deep down come down to a little bit of lack of trust? Maybe it possibly might, and that's only because his confidence is is a bit lower than a Brooks Koepka in a major, or a Dustin Johnson now, or a Bryson DeChambeau. Um, Their performances were down to bad play, I would say, rather than lack of trust where Rory just realized, I think, after day one, I'm, I just got I have to freewheel it. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, why don't you just free, freewheel it next April on Thursday morning? If, if it was that easy to do, he would just go and do it. But I, I don't think he's a massive amount of soul-searching to do. Um, it's been a funny year for him. The COVID thing hasn't suited him. You know, hopefully this vaccine can come and we can we get back to normal yesterday. would be wonderful, but um, I still think he's in a really good place, and he's a bit of a chaser now as well, in the sense that you know a lot of the spotlight is not massively on him. He's going to have probably the best winter of his life because he's got a new baby and he's going to have some time off and and a good time to reflect on stuff. He's never that far away, McEloy. I, I I do agree with you that you know that it's now six years and he hasn't won a major, which is a lot from him. But he's still at the top of the game. He just has to find that little little I don't know, whether maybe his relationship with his caddy, not that he's doing anything massively wrong. Maybe freshen up something in that regard. Maybe listen if he did get a new caddy, maybe listen to to what other people have to say. Um
1: But by all accounts he's not somebody who necessarily wants to be told what to do by his caddy or anyone else around him.
0: No, he doesn't. And I think JP got it. You know, got a rough, rough end of the stick really for many years, saying that it was all his fault. His um, former,
1: his former caddy.
0: His former caddy, yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I just and, and I don't understand the relationship or know the relationship personally, but I, from what I can see, just from watching in and when I've been walking around with them, it, Harry probably needs to be a lot stronger. Um, now, does he listen? Is he strong? If he's too strong, does it affect Rory? He's trying to find that balance. But mm. I think certainly it is. You know, they've had a really good run together. There's no denying that. Um, you know, does making money mean anything to McElroy? No. Top five is is nothing. Second is last. That's probably the pressure that he's under too, um, which is not an easy space to be in. But maybe if, if, he's, if he freshened up. Uh, and I don't think it's a case of getting, you know, Stevie Williams or someone like that. I don't think they would get on. Uh, but maybe it's, maybe a job share could be something to look at. Because um, Harry has done really well for him, but we're talking about tiny margins here. We're talking about potentially getting a Grand Slam. So, I don't know, maybe a job share. A lot of, Some of the caddies do that. Players do that. Um, and it has worked well for them. Because it, it doesn't matter how successful they are. Every relationship gets stale on tour and i think in this covid environment as well where they're in a bubble and they you know sharing a house every week um a lot of the players and caddies are, are doing that just trying to stay safe and and that makes it a little bit different more difficult on the course too because you're just spending 24 hours a day together yeah we can yeah. so maybe maybe if you looked at something like that that might be something just to get to the edge because we know when Rory's got his day game it's it's the best in the world
1: yeah, for sure, and we saw that over some of the weekend. I'm just trying to see when he parted away with
0: J.P. Fitzgerald.
1: What is it, three years ago now?
0: Four? Burke, I think 20. When did Spieth win? Uh, Nathan probably has a tattoo, on not he? 17, I think,
1: wasn't it? 17, Spieth won the British Open.
0: 17, that's, yeah. yeah. So there, but the, you're like, so, so
1: I, look, I, maybe, for sure, you know a trillion times more about this than I do, but some of the trends we're seeing in McElroy's game predate any caddy change you know and three years isn't that long a relationship with a caddy like he's en- this is an any en- there's no logic here right because i'm going to uh, pose the argument that he currently has a bit of an issue with pressure to you and see what you think now i know you're going to tell me he's won majors before and he's dealt with pressure uh, so many times before maybe he's in a different headspace then maybe he's you know as opposed to you know top of the hill he's he's shooting up the hill and there's less expectation who knows what changes in psychology okay but so we're talking, like, he's never got to the 12th hole at Augusta on a Sunday in with a chance of winning. He never put himself in that position in all these 12 appearances in a course that suits him. So there's something psychological there, uh, you, would, yeah. you would argue, because we can get into the nuts and bolts of his game on a different year, year by year, and there's always something working well or working not so well. But just broad terms, 12 appearances at a course that suits him, and he's never gone to the 12th tee on a Sunday in the competition. You think of Port Port, Ru- Port 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 Rush- When?
0: In 2011, he did. Yeah, no, because he blew up on 10. Yeah, but I mean, he's still in the golf tour. He
1: was still. not. Did he? Well, we'll have a look at footage of him in, in 2011 and walk into the 12th, and you tell me by his body language, was he still in it? He was not in it. It was gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was on his way to an 80. So, so okay. I'll, and even I'll allow 2011. If you, we'll allow that for um, for argument's sake. But like you, ta- you but mentioned, that, you mentioned no, Portrush. I'll just I'll just put this point to you though. You mentioned Portrush. Uh, like, that's an unbelievable moment when you when you think about it for a player of his stature to have happened. Two years ago, final grouping with Reed, And on the Sunday, front nine, he's gone. So it's not like it's just a first round thing. We're, we're talking about areas um, where pressure has come on. And so if you look back at his first round, when the pressure was on him, he gets to the 13th tee and he's won over for the tournament. And he knows he needs a good score in that first day. 13th hole, par five. For him, this is meat and drink and he hooks it into the trees. Like, it, when, when pressure was on to really do something, that was the response. And then on 14, into the trees again. And then on 16, you know, splash into the water as he said himself, Rory, that's so bad. So like, you know,
0: what, what is that? But this is where the caddy comes into it. Because- I, I
1: don't think, that you can't put that on the caddy. Surely you can't. What, what would you say to Rory on the 13th tee that would stop him hooking the ball into trees?
0: Well, it- you could potentially do many things. You can give them a different message. You could give them a different golf club. If you look back to the, to Portrush last year on the Saturday with uh, Shane Lowry and his caddy blow, you think how much he jockeyed Shane to be fully committed to make, to understand the decision and, and to be able to execute. Yeah. I mean, the role of the caddy is enormous They're You know, they're they're it, it can't be, you know, everyone's talking about this team now and the players and, are stronger and faster and they've got, you know, strength and condition coaches and diet, they've got everything. And that's all required and has to be performed and executed in the the modern game because it's more, it's, it's a different sport now with the equipment and technology than what it was. But once you cross that white line, there's only, there's only two people out there are going to win the golf tournament. It's obviously the guy executing the shots, but the message that's, been told to the player is what helps him to execute the shots. Now, is Rory walking around just trying to be himself, be himself, be himself? And it's human nature. He's going to fight the indecision and doubt for his four and a half hours or whatever on a golf course because that's just the way the sport um,
1: is. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the message what's been said to him is to try helping with that. Um, Is that message coming across? Is it been told? I'm not really that sure that it is, um, and that's why I think if if I was in his stable, you know, just try it. I mean, there's there's no harm. Now, I, I know you got to try it at Augusta, but there's no harm in trying it for you know a different different voice on the bag and and see what happens. He's got nothing to lose. Listen, Rory will turn up in April at the Masters and play half decent and still run top ten. That's that's just a given. Yeah. Um, and do you, buy,
1: do you buy the pressure point? Because, I look, I, I hear everything you're saying about the caddy, but I still think that's incredibly harsh on Harry Diamond when you look at the first on Port Roche, you look at the 13th in that first round. I, you know, I just I, I just can't see how a caddy is responsible for that. What about the pressure point? Because I, I, I don't even... I, it's just a theory. Like, there are lots of, obviously, um, inconsistencies when you look at his career that he
0: can't handle uh, pressure. Yeah. Uh, he can't say that. I mean, yeah. everyone... Everyone messes up in golf tournaments, Joe. It's just, I mean, what's he going to play? 400 tournaments in his career. Yeah. You know, he's going to mess up. He's going to choke. He's going to three-putt. He's going to duff it in the water. He's going to do all those things because that's just the nature of the game. Yeah. I, the one I would agree with you massively, the Patrick Reed loss was huge because here's a guy that they went head-to-head at the Ryder Cup. There was a lot of history there. Patrick Reed's a very dislikable guy. He's an easy guy to get up. You know, it's like you're playing, in, you're playing a hurling match and you're marking this guy that you don't like. It's just easy to leather yourself into him because that's what you want to do. Yeah. That that was more disappointing, but that's in my opinion where the caddy comes in. Listen, first tee, we're going to get stuck into this guy. Don't care how we do. We're just going to do it. It's got to be a firm, aggressive message to go. This guy is just not going to beat us today. It's not. It's not about you got 140 front and the pin is on 15 and of better. It's not about that. Mm. You're trying to get into your player's head. You're trying to get him to get angry, to get aggressive, to get mean, to get selfish, to get all those things, just to get what you get out of him. Um, and that's why, you know, it's not about the caddy on the first day. It's probably about the caddy and the warm. Is he absolutely shitting himself warming up on the first round of Portrush? What's, what's been said to him? You know, has nothing been said to him and he's walking to the first tee petrified, which is only human nature, like a zombie. And he's not being reassured. So, Although and we, I'm not. Yeah,
1: interestingly, he, he said himself I'm, that he didn't prepare I'm, himself psychologically for the first tee put rush. You know, that, and that is his responsibility, if he's going to be honest with himself. I don't, I don't think he can put that on um, a caddy. And look, I, I kind of withdraw the pressure thing, because it just can't be the case, given what he's achieved in his career. If we look, he's, he's 32 now, going on 32. Yeah. So that gives him you know, his length advantage, everything else. You've got to think 10 really good chances, really exceptional chances, and, and maybe one or two beyond there um, to sneak in. Like, <laughs> uh, for all, we're kind of down on him at the moment. Like the fact that he regathered himself so brilliantly, 66, 67, 69, you know, if, if things were really bad, he would have just gone to a dark place there and probably missed the cut. and he didn't do that to his credit. So over the 10 years, is he is he a better than even's chance of winning a, a green jacket or or can this go the way of Norman and strange things happen?
0: No, I I think he's 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 um, he's he's similar to Norman in in a sense that they were both you know swashbuckling players, you know, and I I think at times Norman was probably a better putter, but. Um, it's, he's just frustrating to watch because he, you know, I, I, I know he divides opinion massively on this island. I'm a huge fan of Rory's because for the number one reason, um, I meet him t- tomorrow and he's pretty much the same kid that I met when he first came out on tour, mm. give or take a couple of hundred million. Um, you know, so he's, he's still a, he's still a great guy. Mm. He's an amazing talent to play golf. It's just he's at the very top end of the sport and the margins are so fine and and i'm not I'm not banging down given giving Harry Diamond a, a tough time um it's it's a ruthless sport um Rory is an opportunity for for greatness um sometimes you might have to make tough decisions. Dustin Johnson had to make a lot tougher decisions about his life and his career in order to put that green jacket on sunday night um than Rory would have to make to put a green jacket on, I think. You know, Dustin had a huge amount of problems off 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 the course. Um was su- susceptible to, you know, being a bit of a party animal um and had to reappraise his life and and he's done that, you know, r- remarkably. So I don't think Rory has to do a huge amount to to get back to world number one, to get back to winning another easily three or four majors. I mean it's inconceivable to think that he's not going to win eight or nine majors in his career.
1: Oh, you still, you still think eight, nine? Yeah, right. Okay.
0: Without a doubt, I mean it's. So
1: you're you're a, talking double what he's done now. Pardon. So that's you're, you're he's going to double what he's done in the last uh, twelve years.
0: I, I, oh, I over the next ten, no doubts. No doubt about it. Okay. Have you seen Have you seen him play live a lot, Joe? Yeah. I mean, sorry.
1: well, sorry, I don't Ryder Cups and Irish Opens and British Opens, like I was there in 14 in Hoylake, you know, so I, 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 there is, is, all the clichés, there is a different sound when he hits it, he has a different level. If he's on the driving range, you get yourself the driving range, you know. There's no issue with his game.
0: No. There, well, there's a, there's a couple of things, because no one is perfect, but I, I, I just think, you know, you'd love to get him on the first tee and just get the whip out and just slap him across the arse and go. You know, let's get a little meaner today and see, or this week in Sierra, Texas.
1: Well, on that note, Gary um, Murphy, brilliant stuff. Thanks so much. Much appreciated. Thanks, Joe. The OTB Podcast Network.